Hello and welcome to A Glimpse into the Future. My name is Rigas Hadzilakos and in this podcast series we explore with some of the world's leading experts how new technologies and ideas can help us shape our future. In this week's episode, my colleague Elaine Smith talks with the co-chairs of the World Economic Forum's Council on the Future of Financial and Monetary Systems. Cecilia Skinsley, Deputy Governor of the Swedish Central Bank, and Axel Lehmann, President of UBS Switzerland. We are witnessing an increasing fragmented world. And now we're going to discuss what are the implications for the future of the financial monetary system. Axel, how would you like to describe the value that the financial system provides to society? I believe the financial system is absolutely crucial uh, to support the real economy and functioning societies. For example, the financial system provides safe payment systems, gives access to savings products or facilitates uh, the allocation of capital. It helps us uh, to create products for financial uh, protection uh, and it helps to diversify the risk, which is a core, I think, responsibility and the core task of the financial uh, system. So a broad and undisruptive access to financial services is absolutely necessary for a resilient real economy and also for social cohesion. Cecilia, what is the current situation? Well, the financial industry and and also the global monetary system has uh, struggled with the aftermath of the global financial crisis, which took place about 10 years ago. And in many of the major economies, um, the growth has been very low. And in some areas, weak banks have also impeded the recovery. After the crisis, the global financial industry has adjusted to tighter international regulations uh, when it comes to levels of capital and liquidity and other measures to make the institutes more resilient to losses and and various disruptions. Um, But now going forward, there are some strong powers continuing to transform the financial system. Uh, We see, for example, new economic poles growing. Uh, One way you can think of it as growing countries, uh, but also non-financial firms moving into financial services. And secondly, technological changes that disrupt the playing field and also whets the appetite among customers for new services and for firms to enter new markets. And in the World Economic Forums, global future council on these issues, we have concluded that going forward, financial system uh, will have to adopt to two forces. And these forces are more of a decentralized world and more of integration. And Axel, could you give us an example of how the financial systems get decentralized? Yeah, looking at banks, or you can also look to insurance companies, others, we see somewhat that traditional business models are really being challenged. New asset classes that directly match uh, savers and uh, borrowers are underway. We see challenges on the traditional uh, banking um, model. You look to the payment uh, system, where, for example, large tech providers have already taken their fair uh, share. So uh, what we also see uh, on, uh, as an additional example is uh, decreasing use uh, of uh, paper uh, money in uh, established economies that is decreasing year over year by a single digit uh, percentage. So it's different by country and a little bit uh, by, by region. But in short, what we see is more players potentially more fragmentation of the financial system and the need for regulators and central banks to think about how to foster a system which is resilient, 
innovative and accessible. One current issue on, on many people's mind are so-called cryptocurrencies and the technology behind cryptocurrencies. And uh, starting with the technology, uh, there is potential there. Uh, for example, it could facilitate new ways of, of settled transactions in a way we haven't seen before. Um, when it comes to cryptocurrencies in themselves, they should, at least in my view, uh, not be seen as money in the classical way we define money as a, as a store of value and work as a medium of exchange on a broad scale. I think so far we should see the cryptocurrencies we have seen across the, the globe as rather as, as financial assets with a, with a volatile values rather than money. And Cecilia, looking to the next 10 or 15 years, what is the most positive realistic scenario we can imagine and what do we need to do to get there? Well, I think the positive scenario is that the financial industry transform, uh, powered by the technology, and opens up the access for financial services in all corners of the world. Um, I think the objective here is having uh, universal access to financial services. Uh, this would be a future where basically all adults can store value, make payments, take loans, manage risks, all according to their preferences and that these services are ex executed in a safe, efficient and in an accessible way. But in order to get to that objective, uh, the various disruptionary forces that we have identified, they must be managed. Uh, there are different ways to do this, but one way is that the regulatory and supervisory architecture will need to adapt to prevent market failures, to ensure stability, and to promote level playing fields for, for established as well as innovative markets and, and actors. And these adjustments will require um, policy coordination, uh, both at the supranational but also at national levels. Uh, and I think we have to look into more dynamic adjustments of rules and supervisory practices. And this is in order to ensure, it, ensure the, the coverage, both of relevant financial entity, entities, but also various activities. And Axel, what is the most negative scenarios in what actions or inactions could get us there? In essence, I believe we should be optimistic because, you know, the economies continue to grow year over year. But obviously, on the negative side, uh, somewhat to worry is uh, political disputes because that is something the financial system cannot really deal with. We can deal with risks, but we can't really deal with uncertainties coming, for example, through political uh, actions that even can go into war situation and others. So a well-designed financial system is really necessary for a well-functioning economy. It requires more certainly inter international dialogue, more open discussions and negotiations so that the financial system can continue to adjust to the new requirements on the positive as well also on the potential negative side. And finally, a question to both of you. If there is one thing that the decision makers here in Davos should focus on, what would that be? Cecilia? Uh, that's a hard one, but uh, when it comes to, uh, to our area, I would say uh, decision makers, both in the public sector, but also in the private sector, they had to be prepared to, to sometimes take uh, hard decisions and, and, and manage those hard decisions, because there are a couple of, of difficult choices coming up. And Axel? Well, just to compliment on the other hand, I truly believe, no, it's uh, a lot has to do also with uh, personal, individual or company-wide accountability and responsibility. So topics like financial literacy and accountability are some of the key topics to be addressed as well. 
That was Elaine Smith talking with Cecilia Skinsley and Dr. Axel Lemon, co-chairs of the Global Future Council on Financial and Monetary Systems. My name is Rigas Hadzilakos, and that was all from this week's episode of A Glimpse into the Future. <laughs>